Okay, hello, welcome to episode two of Voices for Scotland. Um, it's a fairly new podcast uh, about um, Voices for Scotland and also we're talking about issues that's been in the news as well. Um, if you've missed episode one, you can get it on Twitter. Um, Good look for Voices for Scotland on Twitter. I'm joined by uh, Adam from uh, Voices again. Hi. Hello, how you doing? Not bad, not bad. It's been a busy, busy two weeks since I know. Spoke. I know. I mean, it just seems like uh, there's so much going on and everything's changing every minute. Like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about plenty of that today, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's, it's not been a quiet time. Pick it that way. <laughs> you know. Uh, um, so, how things with voices are. are yeah, we are we are just super super busy at the moment. Um, it's it's a really it's a it's a really busy time, but a tough time as well because obviously um, we're still in furlough, so we're limited by by how much we can we can work at the moment. Um, but clearly, the the um, debate and discussion around independence as is very much needed at the moment um, because a lot of people are unhappy with the current state of play um, in British politics and see independence, or, and more people are seeing independence as, as the, the best opportunity for us to make society bet, better and make society work again. So um, yeah, I've been really busy. We've, got, we've had a lot of events happening. We've got a lot of events coming up as well. Um, so, um, and then we're, we're Got various things in the pipeline in terms of the campaign as well. So it's just been, yeah, it's been been super busy. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that we, we need to explain to people that we're going to be here every what two weeks speaking about uh, current affairs, independence, and all 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 the rest of it in the middle. Um, so on the first podcast, we spoke about uh, what Voices for Scotland is and, yeah. and trying to get the name out there. Um, so I was giving a kind of like general overview, but now that um, because we're beginning to do more podcasting uh, every, as I say, two weeks, um, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of good old Scottish politics and maybe some British politics as well, if we're, if we're lucky. Um, so let, let's kick off now with um, the news of this week. Uh, that Boris Johnson and Nicola Sturgeon basically came out and gave uh, the, the the country a a rap on the on the uh, risks, if you know what I mean. So it's not a it's not a kind of like total kind of lockdown uh, again because I don't think nobody could put up with a full lockdown again. But mm. so I mean, how did you feel about it, Alan? Before we get into it but how, how do you feel about what happened this week yeah i mean i mean the thing is is it's got to happen really i mean something something's got to happen because the um the the, the number of cases is obviously increasing again um which that happening i guess shouldn't really be that much of a surprise because everybody's spoken about it as we move towards winter 
um, there's an expectation that there will be more cases of COVID-19. What maybe is a bit of a surprise is the timing, that the, the increase in numbers is happen, happening at this time. Um, that could be down to a number of factors, you know, people going back to school, going to uni, um, people just becoming a little bit, letting the guard down a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it'll, I guess we'll see over the next couple of weeks if, if these measures actually work in terms of um, bringing the number of cases down. Um, and, I, and I really, I really hope they do. But if they don't, then I guess we have to expect further measures and, and, and you know, possibly even a return to um, something like the lockdown we saw in the earlier part of the year. Um, I think I think one of the things to really bear in mind about this is this is a global pandemic. This is a health crisis, and um, that's got to be. I mean, people's people's health has has got to be really at the forefront of any decision making. And I think generally, I mean, you see, you read a lot of stuff on 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 Twitter and on social media about you know people not believing it or not being against the lockdown or not wanting to wear a mask or all the rest of it. Um, but I, I think that's that's just that sort of social media bu- social media bubble. Um, if you look at the polls, um, so uh, YouGov did a poll, and seventy eight percent of British people support this these new measures. So you know a huge huge majority in favour of it because they recognise that there's a need for it. So um, so yeah, I think I think it's I think it's definitely needed. What 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 about you? What are your thoughts on it? I mean, yeah, I sort of agree with everything you're saying, but sometimes it's a bit weird kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. especially when, when you go out to restaurants or cafes or whatever, um, then they they ask for your phone number mm. and, uh, and obviously name. One cafe I went into last weekend, but I thought that it was a bit weird, they were asking for your car registration number as well. And I thought that, that's a bit weird to ask for your, your car registration number. Did, did they say why they were asking for that? Well, no, uh, it was it was actually in the door before you went in. And right. I, won't men- I won't mention the name um, mm. and, and stuff like that. Um, I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll tell you later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, and I guess for that, that was a bit weird because... That was the first place I, I've been in that yeah. been asking for that. But I think like we've got to um, take into consideration if we do go back to uh, another lockdown, how will that affect people's kind of mental health, basically, yeah. and, and all that, you know. Uh, and, and I'm just worried about how... People will cope, especially kind of like elderly people as well, because they, they I mean, yeah. they, they they don't realise maybe maybe they do, but they, they don't realise what's going on and and stuff. So yeah, it's a worrying time, but I mean, it's like everybody's got to suffer because people didn't listen to the rules the first time uh, around. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like, if I was to sum up the year than now, and I'm not wishing my life away, but like, I would say, this was a year that never was, 
yeah 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 i mean um it's definitely been uh been an exceptional year nothing like this has happened since since the spanish flu um so there would be very very few people if at all that can can remember that um so yeah i mean but i mean that's a really really important point is that is is that the um how this affects people's mental health and you know like most things it's about finding finding the right balance and i, I don't envy um the people that have got to make these decisions about what we do to to stem this and um it's a it's a really really difficult time because yeah the, for so many people it means that they don't get to see their family and they don't get to see their friends and so there's a, a breakdown of those social interactions which of course has a such a negative impact on people's mental health um you know people that are isolated and alone you know i, I just i can't even imagine how how difficult this this year has been for them and to be faced with the prospect of that again particularly what makes it even more difficult i think is that we're, we're moving towards the winter months and mm. particularly in scotland those are these those can be pretty bleak pretty dark wet windy mm. rainy um and if you are sort of locked away in the house all the time then it's going to be really really difficult because obviously over the over the course of the summer you know um we were for those of us that could were able to get out and you know get a get a takeaway beer or get a takeaway coffee and, and sort of have a stroll around and although you weren't with other people you could see other people in the park and, and that that was something that was a, like a little bit of solace but as we approach winter it's going to be much more difficult and um i think definitely um mistakes were made and um it's difficult to say what they are i think hindsight will make it clear what those are but I think that there's been a lot of mixed messaging, particularly from the government in Westminster, yeah. about getting back to work. They're they're so, they're so focused on getting they they really didn't find the balance. In my opinion, I don't think so. You know, and, and by the way, when I'm speaking here, I'm I'm not really speaking as Voices for Scotland. I'm speaking for me. Voices for Scotland doesn't have a position on the government's decision on whatever because we're a civic organisation. Our our ideas come from the voices of other people but so this is really just my opinion but i think that um the 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 westminster government had didn't get the balance right when when numbers came down and infection rate came down um in sort of june july time uh or july time the focus there was far too much focus on the economy encouraging people to get back to work they they, they want understand about wanting to support businesses um, and 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 you know, but but it was just it was a, a recipe for disaster. You know, people having to go back into the spaces, having to use public transport because not everybody has a car, and and uh, you know, people don't always have those options, um, and and. The, the you know the biggest tragedy of all of this is is the people that are it's the the covid has disproportionately affected it different people in society so i think i saw a stat this morning i think that the uh i think it's something like 50 around about 56 57 to 58 percent of people that have died from coronavirus have been people with disabilities um obviously we know as well that it affects people uh people of color as well um yeah. Yeah. more as well so that's been the biggest right it's not it's not 
it hasn't affected everybody equally. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's just, just a massive tragedy and something that it needs to be addressed. And yeah, the lockdown that's happening or this sort of um, the restrictions that we're seeing um, need to happen, I think, to, to stop the spread. In terms of kind of like, um, if we were talking in football terms here, how would you rate Nicholas Scudgeon's performance against Boris Johnson? And before I ask you that question, I think I know what you're going to say. Mm. And I'll come back to what I'm going to say in a minute. But what about you? How, how do you think the Nicholas Scudgeon's performed against Boris Johnson in all of this? I don't, I, do you know what, I don't really want to compare them because I think they're, they're I, I, yeah, I don't really, I don't really want to compare them. I think the biggest difference for me though is that um, one of them has a lot of, seems to have a lot of empathy and understanding for the plight of the majority of people whilst the other one doesn't. And I think you know which is which. Um, but yeah, I don't, one thing that I've always been um, pretty adamant about is is not politicising the the coronavirus and not trying to make it an issue about who's done who's done better or worse. Or um, I I think I think I, I wasn't really well maybe I was but I wasn't really getting at that as such. I was maybe getting at the kind of how they care for the nation and that the boggy damage and all that. I'll tell you why I was asking you that for. Yeah. Um, because Nicholas Sturgeon introduced like the face masks and all that weeks before Boris Johnson did yeah. And, yeah. and all that, you know. And it's not, yeah, you're right. Of course, it's not about point scoring. It's about saving lives mm. and, and stuff. But I guess it was all that. And and I guess those all we were let down again by the the, the PM, not only Scotland but the UK as a well, you use that word loosely uh, as a whole um, and all that. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you another reason why I was kind of let down in the way that. There was, you know, you know, this coronavirus isn't kind of like going away anytime soon, as you know. No. Yeah. Um, but Westminster gave up doing the uh, news conferences a few months ago. Now, yeah. I've got to ask myself why that is. Um, compared to all the other um, dissolving, um, sorry, um, all the other governments, they still do it every day. In fact, yeah. I, um, the Scottish government was going at five, um, six, sorry, six days a week. Mm. Uh, obviously, when lockdown started and everybody was indoors, but now they they do it kind of like Monday Friday now, you know. Yeah, um, I think that's it's. I think that's such an important thing, and and this is it is that in this time of crisis, and that's exactly what it is. One of the most important things is information, clear, concise useful information for members of the public so they know what they need to do, they know what they can do and what they know what they can't do. I think that's, if, if you want a comparison, I think that Nicola Sturgeon and the Scottish Government has done much better at communicating than Boris Johnson has. 
there's been a lot of mixed messages coming from Westminster, whereas I think things have been a lot clearer um, in Scotland. Um, I get that I think there's there still is an element of confusion though, because of I think because of the way that maybe people access their information, access their news. Because if you listen to Radio Four in the morning, then you get a, 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 a particularly sort of British, a more English focused news. Whereas um, things are slightly different. The rules are different in Scotland uh, for different things. So I think I think that's you know if you if you want to do any sort of comparison, I think. Um, one of the main things really is about um, is about the communication and about making making the information clear for people. I think that's been that's been really important. Um, but um, but yeah, I think I think another thing which I don't know how how much people really know about this, but one of the, again, if you're if you're looking for comparisons, there's been a lot of um, some a lot of dodgy deals going on in the background. So I, I don't know if how much you've heard about this, but the UK government have been awarding millions and millions of pounds for PPE, um, for sanitizers to companies that, that there was one dormant company that doesn't seem to really exist. One's linked to an even evangelical Christian sect, um, and we're talking we're talking hundreds of millions of pounds here. Um, and um, the, yeah, so all this money has just been given out to people that have got close links to Tory MPs. So people that have either donated money to the Tory party in the past, um, people with close links to Dominic Cummings as well. Um, so there's a whole load of corruption going on in the background, and we're, and we're talking near where the money that's been that's been been given to these companies. Um, is approaching a billion pounds, and you know the, what you. One of the things that made the news, I think it was probably about a month ago, was the million. I think it was fifty million pounds on on PP, spent on PPE that was out of date. So, you know, the, yeah, there's a, just a, a lot of there's a there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and I mean that that kind of stuff is. Though I'm sure there'll be an investigation into that. In the future, but um, but um, at the moment, I think the important thing really is for people to have that clear information, which I think you are getting from the Scottish government, and to know what they need to do to curb what 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 in the people can do at an individual and community level to to stop the spread of coronavirus. Um, so hopefully those messages keep coming out, and hopefully we can we can turn the corner on this and get the numbers down before before winter. Because we don't really don't know what's going to happen then. Just quickly, um, I, I know I said to you before we done this, but I think it's a point well made, and you and you've kind of set up on and away from me about communication. That um, when Nicola Scudgeon um, and Boris Johnson was doing the addressing to the nation that night or on the TV, and and I think it was good how the the, the BBC covered the, the two. Um, uh, aggressing like uh, the Haga, I think somebody said to me that the Haga a special program, um, and they, they covered it, but the, and I missed it, um, but I make a point of watching, uh, and um, I could clearly see um, that um, Nicola Sturgeon had a, like a signer behind her, mm. so like, oh, yeah. it was like two meters behind her where Boris Johnson digging. Yeah, uh, 
um, when going back to when Boris Johnson did his press conferences every day at the at the Corona briefing, he didn't really have a sign up behind him. And I was reading a report that uh, like the death community was actually taking legal action against uh, against uh, Westminster um, because they feel as though that it's against people's human rights. That you, you know, because I mean, I mean, the 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 first minister always comes out and says that you know this coronavirus doesn't say, oh well, that person's disabled, that person's deaf. We can't give give them it. You know, everybody will be will be hit. So everybody like needs um needs to know what's going on. So I was so disappointed in um kind of like the Westminster government kind of like doing that and. I suppose like, they're letting people down, especially when they're deaf or, or mute kind, kind of thing, mm. you know. But looking at the other governments in the UK, Alan, that they do it and um, and all that, and that's not a big issue. But apparently, a number um Westman's going to come out and say, oh, yeah, we do. We do have a signer, but it's on BBC, uh, BBC News 24. So what I was saying to you before was, so does that mean if you're watching it with like your partner or whatever, then you wouldn't be able to watch it with them because it's on BBC One and you wouldn't know what the, the Prime Minister's saying and all that. And you would yeah. have to go in a, I don't know, you would have to go in a different room as it were to, to watch it. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I think the point I'm trying to get is uh, we shouldn't really be separate go different we should be the same if that yeah makes- i mean i think i think the fact that it's come to legal action is absolutely ridiculous i think um they should like i said earlier on like information is absolutely key and that information has got to be available to everyone so they should absolutely have somebody signing mm. on that um if, if for some reason there was some oversight and they didn't think about it, then apologise and make sure that the next time there's a briefing, there is somebody signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I find I find that that completely bizarre, particularly as we've said as we said that you know how people with disabilities are are um, disproportionately affected by coronavirus. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I think I think that's that's absolutely ridiculous. That that's that's been that's been the case that it's actually now come so you say it's coming to legal action now is that right yeah yeah I mean I think it's human rights as well you know mm-hmm. what I mean because this coronavirus just hits anyone you know it yeah. doesn't really care if you're disabled deaf oh you, you know what I mean it hits like the mm-hmm. whole everybody in society you know. Um, and and so, so yeah, the deaf community was a bit up in arms about it and and all that. To to write this all, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, I I hope that gets that gets resolved quickly for for the briefings that are are going to be coming up because, um, you know, until there's a vaccine, this isn't going away, is it? It's no. going. To, we're we're going to either we're going to have to live with it until a vaccine arrives. And how we live with it and the impact that it has upon our lives is really dependent on being able to control it as much as possible. 
So people need to have the information to know what what the situ- what the current situation is, what they can and can't do, can't do, who they can and can't meet, where they can and can't go. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we want as much uh, freedom as possible. I want to be able to go and see my my niece and my nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to go and see my family. But I understand that right now that we have to maybe make a sacrifice for hopefully only a few weeks um, until the numbers come down again we, and we, I can go back and do that. I can, you know, go and meet them and, and like I say, you know, give my, it was my, my nephew's birthday yesterday and I couldn't go and give him a hug, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it's those sort of things we're missing out on and it's yeah. just, it's, we're, we're missing out on all these sort of important moments. Um, I, so. It's kind of like wee things, but they're not wee things, if you know what I mean. They, no. they mean so much to you than, you know, give a hug or... Aye, no, it really does. It really does, you know, obviously, I mean, just, you know, that's just, you know, one thing from a personal point of view, I'm absolutely gutted that I couldn't, you know, couldn't go and see my, my nephew yesterday for his birthday. Um but you know, there's you know, there's people in a much worse situation than me. Um, but we, and you know, missing out on you know weddings and birthdays, and some people not being able to go to funerals as well, which must be one of the most awful things to not be able to uh, go and say goodbye to somebody. It must be it must be awful. Mm. Um, but you know, we're all we're all having to make these sacrifices, and um, I don't. I, you know, I don't want to be making them for much longer. I want this. I want this, this to be over. I want um, the virus at least to be under control until the vaccine does arrive. But people need to have the right information to know what they have to do to to get to that stage. Um, so you know, these briefings are, have got to happen. The information's got to be there. It's got to be accessible for everybody, mm. um, so that people know what the measures are and what they've got to do. So um, I hope. That things improve on that front, um, and that we can turn a corner on this. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast and, and stuff. Um, if you get in the comments to make points of way or people getting in contact, Gary? yeah, get. Into, listen, we're we're always you know we're we're voices for Scotland. We want to hear from people. We want to hear what what what's important to you. Uh, so get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Voices for Scott. Or on Facebook, we're at Voices for Scotland. We're also on Instagram as well, at Voices for Scott. Um, or just drop us an email, uh, info at voicesforscotland.scot. And, you know, let us know what's important to you. If you want to get involved with the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, then yeah, absolutely get in touch and we can arrange that. We also do uh, events every week. So we have two different types of event. We've either got a, a get-together event which is an informal chat for people to come together and talk about the things that are important to you. And you set the agenda on that as well. So let us know what you want to talk about and then we'll, we'll organize it. And, um, you know, people from across Scotland come together to, to talk about stuff. Um, also, if you want to organize your own event, we can help you to do that as well. Um, we have, the other type of event we have is the in conversation events where we have guest speakers. Uh, so I think the next one we've got coming up is on the 8th of October, I think. Could we get my dates wrong? And that's with uh, Sarah Sheridan, uh, which I think will be such will be such an interesting interesting talk. But um, all that information is on our website, uh, voicesforscotland.scot, and you can head over to our, our events page as well. And then the last thing, just to get in before we go, uh, obviously we we are rela- we're you know funded by small donations as well. So if people want to donate to uh, to keep 
this going to keep the podcast going to keep the events going and keep the campaign going as well because ultimately what we're here to do is to grow support for independence so um we're making great inroads into that we need to do more we want to expand our team we want to grow but we can only do that with donations so if people are able to give a little bit of money every month that would be amazing as well so again head over to our website bossesforscotland.scot and you can go to the donate section there and get involved with that that'd be amazing okay we'll, we'll speak again in a few weeks time and uh, thanks for listening yeah thanks a lot bye Thank you.